Todd and Rob in the afternoon. Hey, afternoon delight. With Todd and Rob. Oh, yeah. Rob, the uh, the streamer came up in 30 seconds instead of three minutes. So <laughs> that's... <laughs> I guess that's a that's a good outcome. Yeah, right? it is, and everything came on. And uh, hey, everyone, welcome to the new media show on a Tuesday. I know this is unusual for us. Yeah, I I have to travel tomorrow, but I just didn't want to sit for a week, another week, with my brain like literally on fire from this trip I was just on. So. We are we are live. We we I hopefully we are lit. I sent the bat signal out. I don't know if it worked, but uh, anyway, we're streaming live. We're streaming video. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitch. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Everything seems to be working. And do you see over the top of my corner of my shoulder, right over here? Oh yeah, I see there. It's like a little sign. Yeah, they gave me a, a beautiful plaque. The Ignite team did Ignite the Sound. Every speaker got a beautiful plaque. So I'll talk about that here in a second. Ignite the Sound. But first off, we didn't take care of a little financial business. Uh, we did get uh, 1,919 sats from Big Budget Podcast. To how, about, how about Big Budget Podcast get canceled? This came from uh, Popa Papa Pack fan, Todd Rob, keep up the great work. Oh, and go pack go. Wayne Packers fan podcast. We got another 777 sats from Popa Pack fan as well. We got 10,000 sats from Adam Curry saying, hey, dudes, new podcast apps.com. So I guess I must have screwed that up. <laughs> Newpodcastapps.com, where you're going to find all the newest podcast apps. And uh, let's see here. We've got uh, 500 stats from Mitch on the episode from when Dave Jones was on and uh, some test boosts and some other stuff. So anyway, a few, a few boosts, not that many. Boost, boost. So uh, the boost tracker is on. So if anyone boosts during the show today, we will we will know that. But I'm a little. I've been a little in the haze here, Rob. That that trip out really wasn't that bad. Twenty one hours out, did a seven hour layover in Frankfurt. Then on the way home, three hour layover in Frankfurt, and of course a little longer to get back. But the conference was such it started four in the afternoon to 11 o'clock at night. So I stayed up to like three and four o'clock in the morning, wow. <laughs> which got slept in the next day, right? right because yeah. it was like 10 o'clock. So I wasn't too out of whack, but, uh, holy smokes. I, I, I've got a lot to share. And of course you are at NAB. Yeah. So where do we start? Well, I think we got to start with the headliner and that's your trip to Saudi Arabia and that, that whole experience. I know I was, I was uh, asked to attend as well, but I had to decline for uh, prior commitments, but, uh, yeah, I would have loved to have come over there and experienced that, um, kind of, I would say it's kind of a little bit of a, maybe a breakthrough, uh, as opposed to how a lot of people think about Saudi Arabia when it comes to. Well, new media and 
free speech and things like that. And I don't know if that's really part of that or not free speech or if it's, if it is, let um, me, let, be great. let me set the stage. Yeah. They were a little slow in getting our flights booked and some of that stuff. There was, it was like, you know, everything was not fully organized and I was a little worried mm-hmm. and, um, and everything came through visa came through, got, to Riyadh, no problem. Driver picked me up, took me to the Moven Pick Hotel, which is about five minutes from the financial district. Yeah. And uh, got checked in, beautiful room. Internet sucked. That was the, it went, uh, one of the few negatives. I mean, it sucked. It was three megs down and half a meg up. Uh, he is very hard to do business and they, they said they had some issue and they, in a couple of weeks it'll be fixed or whatever. Um, but just off the bat, um, going through immigration speedy as in, in through integration, immigration, 20 minutes, no check in my bags at customs, which shocked me to be frank. Um, my flight was 80% Westerners. Um, and I was on a Airbus 330. So it was, you know, I cause I was looking and I was kind of looking. I'd actually walked the full length airplane at one point just to get a feel. And then, um, the hotel, uh, one thing that the hotel, I can tell they're not completely ready for tourists. I was going to get some uh, reals some Saudi cash for the souk. Uh, no ATM in the hotel and no exchange in money at the hotel, which is unusual for an international hotel. I've, any mm-hmm. place I've ever went, they've exchanged money. Uh, concierge desk really didn't give me any tips on where to go to eat. Um, so those were the kind of things that I kind of thought was interesting from a, you know, it looks like, you know, they're very welcoming, very friendly, happy to see you. Where are you from? You know, the whole nine yards. Um, but let's talk about the first day of the event. Um, hey, before you jump into that, uh, did they, um, do they take like visa, MasterCard kind of stuff? Everywhere. So I didn't, the whole trip, I did not need cash. I used my credit card the entire time, tap to pay, all modern, you know, everything's modern from a terminal standpoint. Um, every imaginable U S brand that you can think of is there fast food restaurants, uh, you name it. They're there. The malls full of American brands, full of people, busy, everything. It's all, it's a U.S. show as far as the, um, there's a little bit of, uh, there's Horton's that's a Canadian, I believe. And a, a few others, uh, being a, uh, not B and H. Um, another UK shopping store. They were there, um, but again, it was the the. It's still a mall life there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in the malls, eighty percent of the women were still covered. Twenty percent not, and the twenty percent that were not, I would say, were thirty and under. Uh, you could see the ones that were covered, right? To know how old they were. But- no, no idea. Yeah. But I have some insights on that too. Oh. So the, um, everything is, you know, it, it's been 20 years for me for, since I've been in the Middle East and you, it's still the Middle East. Um, but there is definite like this massive change. 
and you can see it. And it's incremental compared to probably what it was. It's, it's monumental. Everyone I talk to, I ask, how did you, how you'd be like to change? It's much better. Everyone said much better, much better, much better. Taxi cab drivers, acting people in the hotel, asking the uh, uh, overseas foreign workers, is it better? I, you know, I went through the full litany of being kind of careful, but asking the questions, how's the change? You know, what's it really meaning? Um, so I think Riyadh is more conservative. It's the most conservative city in Saudi Arabia as compared to Jeddah. Jeddah is very, um, is very much, very more liberal than Riyadh is. Riyadh being the capital city, uh, it's definitely more conservative. So the, I decided to get over to the event about 30 minutes before start. Um, a bunch of us did got over there a little bit early, um, got checked in, got our badges. The organizers led us around, showed us where the exhibit area was, showed us where the, um, the speaker hall or basically the main stage was, took us upstairs to where the breakout rooms were going to be speaker room. The whole nights gave us the full and Rob that I mean, home run. They, they had beautiful signage that you saw my pictures on Facebook yeah, from the stage. That was, that was exceptional. I, I was don't it a two day event or a one day, event? four day, four, four day, day event, four day event, 4 PM to 1030 in the evening, mm-hmm. um, which for the Westerners was felt a little weird. Um, but there's no alcohol, so there's no place to go at four o'clock. Everyone's getting off work at four o'clock, last prayers, 4.30 or so, 4.35. So everyone that was at work could come to this event because there's really, there's really no like, there's huge nightlife. Everything gets kicking at night. They go to three or four o'clock in the morning. The streets are packed, but they're getting ready for this big festival season the next two months or something like that. So things were ramping up for that, but the organizer, I'm like, how's registration? And she says, well, we only started advertising this a week ago. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> 16,000 people had registered in a week. Only wow. one week of promotion. Wow. 16,000 people. And I thought, okay, how many people are going to show up? They did live stream some of this. I didn't know that until the last day. So I wish I'd have known because I'd have pointed people at the live stream if I'd have known where the live stream was at. And um, so they had uh, sessions in Arabic and English and each of them were translated. So they had, uh, if you're it was an Arabic session, you could listen in English and the, the translators were really good. And I was told vice versa, they were good. Um, there was folks there, there was a representative from Podbean. There was a representative from who was the hosting companies that were there patio, but they were attendee. They were not speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, there was BIPOC was there. Yep. Um, and a whole, there was a host of other folks that I was familiar with. Um, some of them were doing sessions. Some of us were doing, uh, basically on the main stage. Um, there was representatives from Spotify there. Uh, the representative from the um, Southeast Asia 
podcast community was there. So, you know, we're all just kind of chit-chatting, hanging out, checking things out. And I went to a lot of the Arabic sessions and listened in because I just wanted to know Mm -hmm. what was going on. It was a mix of men and women. And um, it wasn't 100% podcasting. It was about 90%. But people would walk up on the stage and they were like superstars. Everyone knew who they were. I had no clue who they were. I had to go Googling and looking mm. for these people to figure out who they were. Some of them were comedians. Some were commentators. No, oh. no one, no one from radio. Zero. Heard no, there was nobody from radio at this event. Is there radio there? There is. But there was, there, as far as I nobody. could tell, no radio people. There were TikTokers, some YouTubers some folks that have done podcasts and some people that were from mainstream TV, but a lot, but the, there was some celebrities there, some people, some directors, uh, voiceover people. Um, so the stories were being told where anything you would hear at a normal podcasting conference, mm -hmm. how they got started, what they've done, but this was a hundred and 10% podcast 101. Right. 100%. So was there, there any, um, did you get a feeling like that the, the Saudi government was somehow, I mean, there in presence or they, was there, the, I mean, what was the interface? The with that? only time that I heard there would be potentially a minister there was Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. I never saw him. Okay. This was definitely Okay. Just a creator event. It was wall-to-wall -wall people every day. Every day this place was packed, um, easily filling the capacity of the venue every, every day. Um, I would say 2,000, 2,500. And you can't tell the issue I had was in the United States, in Western worlds, everyone, is, you dress with your own flair, your own personality. 80, even there at that event, 80% of the women were still covered, 20% were not, and y you, the men were all dressed the same, yeah. you know, and they were, we, the only people who were wearing suits were like me and, and, and some of the guests from Dubai and stuff like that. And um, so I couldn't get a feel if it was the same people every day. I just couldn't tell. Right. I don't think so. Maybe for a portion, because I did recognize a few faces a few days in the in the main session area, but that place was packed, full, full. Every every session was was full. Now some of the later evenings, maybe three quarters. All of the upstairs breakout rooms where they did training would hold fifty, packed. Those sessions were full. Um, I was doing one-on-one -on -one consultations. I think I had eight scheduled. Two of them end up being people that were talking about voiceovers. But my experience kind of went like this on the one-to-one -one consultations. Hi, my name's Todd. Give my business card. What's your name? And, and most of these sessions were with women. Uh, only two were with men. And the the question is how can i help you and the basic response was i don't know what to do to get started and in one case example was a very young 23 year old woman 
very shy and I, you know, she was being very reserved and I was asking her, what's the idea for your show? And she says about trauma. And I said, personal trauma or do you, and she says personal trauma. So we had a discussion about privacy, about stage names, about keeping the family name out of the conversation because I didn't, I don't know how this market's going to be, but I gave her basic instruction on maybe things she could consider being careful about on her privacy side because they really, they really, really, I mean, this is what came home. They are huge on their privacy. They, they, they absolutely unequivocally, especially the women are about maintaining their privacy. So yeah. audio is going to be huge for women in Saudi Arabia, huge. Um, so we had a good conversation. I talked about how she potentially lay the show out. And so it was you know, that type of conversation. Another conversation was, I, I, it was a gal that has started a business and she's, wants to, you know, do the show to talk about her business growth. And so, you know, those types of podcast one-on-one discussions and really, in all honesty, there should have just been a open time to do podcast one-on-one questions to a group because I could have answered questions for five hours. Right. So was there a discussion about video at all in, in these conversations? Some, but, but this is going to be a, because of the privacy piece. It's, Okay. I believe this is going to be an audio primary market. Market, okay. Maybe not for the men, but definitely for the women. Now, I was in previous years, 20 years ago, I would never, ever, ever, ever say hello or directly look at someone that was fully covered. It was just a, we were always told, mind your, mind your business. You know, that's what we were told 20 years ago. But mm-hmm. even though the women were covered, they were coming up and talking to me, asking questions, very curious, having fantastic conversations. It was, it was enlightening, to say the least. And the thing I walked away from was... Could you I, see their faces? Yeah, you can, faces you can see covered? their eyes. You know, you can see their eyes, a typical, you know, and, and I asked, um, so I was asking because I had to, I, I asked, you know, what do you feel about the policy? Now you don't have to cover up. And I asked this a number of times and the, the response was, there are those of us that choose to, and those of us that don't, it's a personal choice on whether we want to or not. And, but again, the majority, not all, but I see the high majority of folks that I did see showing their full face. And again, I don't, I don't want to focus on this so much because it, it's, it kind of leads people the wrong impression, but there were lines of men and women that was 30 feet deep standing to go into a sound booth to test microphones do a little bit of reading of a script all the way through this whole conference. There was never a line to a booth. There was conversations going on with all the vendors. Angami, 
was there in force. Uh, Angami is someone to watch out for. They've adopted a anchor model there offering free hosting. There was a company there that is already doing ad deals. They're doing seven figure ad deals and CPMs are off the chart in that country compared to the United States. There were production companies, at least four that I talked to at least four production companies. Little How light, many exhibitors total would you say? Uh, twelve or thirteen. Oh, okay. Now I had been offered an exhibitor table literally twelve hours before I got on the airplane to go to Riyadh. I just had no time. In okay. in retrospect, I could have just had stuff printed and had enough to be at a table because the the booths were already pre set up and they just basically had a you know your name. I could have had a sign and that's yeah, right. I didn't even need a sign. I could have I could have done a, a booth but i just I, I figured it would distract from the overall experience because it had to be there but i talked with every vendor found out what was going on in the space um lots of interesting things and so the ecosphere is kicked off there but here is where i just kind of got a little mm, how should we say it I will say that Spotify has an agenda. I think we knew that already, didn't we? Talk In so a or... very big way. They had three or four people there. Um, nice enough team. Nothing negative to say about the team, but they want to own that space in a big way. A lot of the presentations were pitch, 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 pitch. So whenever... Own, own podcasting as a medium, you mean? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Now, they're competing with Angami, Spotify, and Patio are the three players in that space right now that are competing. Mm -hmm. Patio has an Arabic dashboard. I believe Spotify probably does too. I don't know how that works, to be honest with you, through Anchor. I don't know if Anchor has an Arabic dashboard or not. But uh, Angami absolutely does. Mm -hmm. So... The one of the reps, one of the companies said they had onboarded 7,000 creators in the Middle East in the last 12 months. And I thought that was curious in itself, yeah. that number, um, not verified. That was just a number that was thrown at me. And I, and I don't know if, uh, you know, I take some of that stuff with a grain of salt because I was asking questions of people there who are you using for your, because only about 20% were hosting. 80% were brand new prospective creators. And again, 50, 50, I would say 60, 40 on the mix, 60% women, 40% men on the mix of attendees. Really? It was that? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was no, no way was this male dominated in, in any way, shape or form. Um, I predict society and culture will be a big category. Comedy will be a big category. Um, and a lot of creative stuff that uses voiceover talent will be scripted type of podcast will be big there and business podcast will be huge. Uh, those four categories. So it, it, it was a, I, I, I was astounded. You know, I, I kind of almost knew prior to going, I was going to have the same reaction, but um, 
I know there are some people out there that ha- are highly doubtful. But yeah, that, that was the next question I was going to, or comment I was going to make is that I still think that there's a lot of people um, that feel that, that, you know, you have to be cautious. It's dangerous oh, going oh, there. Oh, you, no, going to close. No, no, no. Yeah. To go there. Right. No, no, not at all. And matter of fact, with my experience with the Middle East before, I never was, there was, okay, during the not post 9-11, there was some concerns in some countries, obviously. Mm-hmm. Right. But in Saudi Arabia, never, ever, ever, ever felt unsafe. Um, people were welcoming. Thank you for coming. Where are you from? Um, same thing with every attendee that was at the event. Uh, I could tell it was all walks of life, um, different knowledge levels. But here's what I did ask. Okay, there are certain things you cannot say. Right, I would imagine. All right. How about language um, from the standpoint of of local language versus English? And then also, um, is there language sensitivities? So there is speech sensitivities. And as several people implied to me, we know not what to say. (laughs) That was said several times in essentially the same words. We know how to not get in trouble with whatever we're talking about. So, you know, it's... Speak I'm, around the topic. But speak, don't speak around the topic, the topic. Don't talk. Yeah, certain things. Now, right. content, self-sexuality, big. Big on the negative side or... Positive. Positive, okay. So that's a topic that's apparently been pretty taboo. Mental health, self care, mm-hmm. all the topics, some of the same topics for uh, relationships, yeah. dating. They're popular here, sure. All these are all topics that are haven't had general conversations, and um, don't think there's going to be too much political stuff. Yeah. Um, if there is, speaking of politics, did you get a sense? Uh, is there political? Um, partisanship there or is it pretty much uniform because of the government it's a kingdom (laughs) yeah okay so there isn't like conservatives and liberal well no what well i am sure that i asked what does the older generation people think of all the change i asked this multiple and i usually asked them in a cab (laughs) right safe place to ask the cab driver right Mm -hmm. and um he said that Almost to a person, the change is welcome, but people worry they're moving too fast from an older generation. They welcome the change, but things are move. They worry things are moving too fast. And there is a in an older generation, there is a at least the implication I got from two or three people that I talked to again in cabs or in public, not at the event. Because I didn't want to talk about any of this at the event. I wanted to keep that external and, you know, around the general populace that they feel the influx of tourism and tourists. Well, they're worried about that impact. Right. So causing change to happen too, potent- too rapidly pot- or too much to an extreme? No 
explanation of what no they're worried about much, much okay. too much tourists. But maybe I would expect probably to worry of too much influence. So, or change of influence. But, you know, I kind of giggled a little bit because I'm thinking, okay, I'm in an event that had 16,000 registered participants. And I'm seeing yeah. 2,500 people at an event every night. And they all want to tell stories. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have to worry about the tourists. <laughs> well, that's, this, that's this, already a bigger event than podcast movement or right, right up there already. Right. The, 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 yeah. the, the tourists, and I mean, the, the, the change is going to come from these stories. You know, and it's probably going to be about a 75, 25, 75 Arabic, 25% English. And I made the comment during our session. I said that they have an opportunity to do an English podcast about the society and culture of Saudi Arabia and what's happening here to educate the rest of the world and not and tell the story from your perspective, not what the mainstream media is telling us. That got a round of applause. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a way to get around the, the narrative that can come out of, of, of the press, uh, in other countries interpreting what's happening in Saudi Arabia. We had 35 minutes and four of us were speaking. Um, Mm -hmm. and so he had to be quick. So I was hitting the high points. Podcasting is open. Podcasting. There's no rules. Podcasting, you build your pro brand. Podcasting is about being everywhere and not locked onto a single platform. It was just like the, the, the top line talking points. That's what I was trying to get out. Got a little, I mean, maybe a minute to talk about Blueberry. That was my approach. And my approach got a very good reaction. Matter of fact, James Fridland said, you got three rounds of applause. No one else did. Um, That's good. Whereas some others were beholden and to a, Spotify is the golden goose that laid the egg to a certain extent. We're investing a lot of money. We're investing in, a, you know, all these talking points about, you know, we're leaving a creator society and da, 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 da. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh, well, that's working out well here. Um, so it does look like to me that Spotify is investing in some shows at a much more lower price point than here in the United past. States. And again, I don't know if they're locking up shows or not. It kind of sounded like that. Sounds like they're putting some money. So you're talking about exclusives. I don't, they didn't call it exclusives. I really didn't get the full lowdown on that. They probably don't want to use that term because it's it's a loaded term now. But it was a interesting, because I'm there representing, and there was, there was the reaction I got was you have an opportunity here. This will be, going to be an explosive market. You, I see great potential. You're going to have great storytellers in both English and Arabic. You have, you know, this type of line of discussion mm-hmm. and there's no rules. I kept saying, you know, I said that a couple of times, you know, I talked about RSS being open and the ability of it being to you to be everywhere and not just a single place and the value in that. And, you know, so, you know, my, my typical uh, spiel, I'm hoping we did, get to see the recording of it sometime. Did you get a sense that, um, that all of the, the listening apps that are embraced here in the U S and Europe, um, are also embraced in the app stores in Saudi Arabia? Apple podcasts was talked about a lot. Were they? Okay. Yeah. Good. 
Um, but they're high, but in Asia though, high Android usage. And this is why Spotify's made such huge gains in Asia is because right. no it's native no Android. native Android app. And Google yeah. really hasn't picked up the ball. So, you know, Spotify's coming cleaned up just by default because they're uh they're and I'm sure they're subsidizing bandwidth in some of those places too. So would you say that the iPhone is pretty pretty big there? In, in Saudi for sure. I was watching phones left and right and every almost everyone had an iPhone. Yeah. And but I that is but again, different economic status there. Yeah. Um that's that's kind of kind of why I thought yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, I just uh and I was just trying to get the feel, you know, trying to and people a little shy, you know, you're a Westerner walking around and you know, I had to engage people. Uh, people weren't coming up to talk to me and I would come and say, hi, nice to meet you. How are you enjoying the conference to kind of kickstart the conversation? Because otherwise right. they were afraid to speak to me. Um, but there was something that was said to me that was, I was shocked about. And, and I would like at some point for someone to back this up. The number of folks in Saudi Arabia that can read Arabic is much lower from a, People can speak and read it, but writing Arabic is a much lower level. And I, I thought. When you say lower level, fewer people are able to do it. Right. What you're saying. Yeah. Okay. And that kind of blew me away. And so Why again. Is, that, is it because it's a very difficult written language? I, I, again, this was just one person told me this mm. and I thought it was a little weird. And so I, I haven't had a chance to validate this with some, you know, somebody in country to tell me where you know, maybe I can find a statistic somewhere or not, but it was very big. People said you have to have an Arabic dashboard because the number of folks that speak English are, is not as high in, in many other locations. There's a fair number of people that speak English, but they're like several of my taxi cab drivers just, you know, maybe knew 10 words. And so a fair amount of the content that's going to be produced out of there is going to be in, in local languages. I, I think it's going to be primarily in Arabic with not, there may be some dialect stuff, but I, cause there's a lot of dialects or I don't, I don't know if that's the right word, but regional verities of yeah. language. Um, yeah. But I think pure Arabic is, is going to dominate for sure, sure. out of, out of the region. Um, but, but a lot of people can, can comprehend probably English is what you're saying, but yeah. they may not be proficient in speaking. It. Right. So, you know, and, and having traveled international a lot, I was very careful to go slow right. and hate to say it this way, but be, don't go so big on the big words. Um, the, you know, complex English words, keep it, keep a very basic conversation level as best I could. Cause you know, every once in a while you get that deer in the headlights look and say, okay. And I have to re-explain something. <laughs> right. Um, well, especially podcast, uh, um, language, right. Yeah. Or podcast lingo might be a good way of saying it or, you know, like pod fading. I'm sure they've never heard of that before. Oh, actually they have. They have. Oh yeah. Okay. Pod fading is a word they un fully understand. They do. Okay. <laughs> well, so, so big picture with, with that region of the world, did, did you get a sense of what the overall population that we're talking about of that country is and what the influence is in the the regional area, you know, like Dubai and yeah, yeah. those. I mean, is there so, like a lot of overlap that happens? So I Googled it because someone said 600 million, but there's 300 million Arabic speakers 
according to Google, was just in Saudi Arabia. Well, no, 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 full region, Egypt. Okay, Egypt, Dubai. But you know, if you look Dubai. at Dubai, okay. Dubai doesn't have that big of a a native population. population. They're actually well, it's a small it's, it's it's an expat uh, country, is what it really right. is. So I figure five six hundred million is the top end. Um, right now, for sure, Egypt That's is a, is leading in people, in in content creation in the Middle East. Egypt is number one according to Angami. So, is there any podcasting events or activities? Did you get a sense or I, about I, that are going on in Egypt? I think there's a bunch, and I'm like, how do I get on that radar? Uh, it sounds to me like there was a lot of regional stuff that was going on because Spotify say, folks, Hey, we got to leave today because we got another event somewhere. And they didn't say where. So there's, there is, there is a whole bunch. And, and of course, Southeast Asia too, a bunch of stuff that's happening there. So it, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's early days. For sure. It's early days, but there is a hunger. It reminded me of whew, 2008, 2009, the hunger. Oh, as far as where they were in the development? Uh, excitement or? stage. Oh, excitement stage. Okay. Excitement stage with, with a diverse crowd, not just all, all guys. The diversity well, piece, especially when it starts out like that. Oh yeah, um, with a higher percentage um, population of women involved, and, and so I would say that probably ninety percent of the people that were at that event were oh no older than forty. No, yeah, but older isn't than, that that indicative of the whole kingdom? That yeah, it's. Tends to be pretty I, pretty young. The statistic I heard was sixty three percent of the citizens of Saudi Arabia are under the age of thirty. Interesting. And I why that is? Wonder well, that is. I, I that I don't know, but I do know that women are killing it when it comes to new businesses and startups. It was just one after the other. Yes, I have a business. I have uh, twelve team members. They're all ladies. You know, and on and on and on and on. And I'm sure that it, that's, they were very, very proud, wanted me to know. And it, everything from PR firms to every business you can imagine. And they're all like doing the same thing. Any other business is trying, how can I market? How can I get out there? How can my, how can my voice be heard the whole nine yards? Did you did you get a sense if the attendees um, came from places like uh, Egypt? Uh, uh, or no, this Dubai or Riyadh. This is Riyadh. It was Riyadh, all Riyadh. All Riyadh. I I saw. I talked to one person that was from uh, Jeddah. Jeddah. Everyone else was there was was local for sure. Because I was asking, "Where are you from?" Oh, I'm here from Riyadh. Mm-hmm. Um. But that I sent an email to Jamie and the the Nolan team that was the organizers of this and gave her kind of a list of my feedback. I basically said, one, it'd be nice if you have a networking event, no Wi-Fi event. <laughs> you know, it's, I had one, my T-Mobile phone was the only phone that worked there. My Verizon phone didn't work and I didn't get an eSIM. 
Um, so there is Wi-Fi available to everyone, though. You have to authenticate with your email or your telephone number. You, 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 there is a registration process to use Wi-Fi there. So did you get a sense at all the, uh, about the availability of audio equipment and things like that? Oh, yeah. So this was interesting. There was one equipment vendor there. And his equipment was, well, not what we're using here. Mm. And I said to him, I said, uh, can you buy road here? And he got kind of defensive. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, but he wasn't a vendor of road. He had some other equipment and he looked it over and it was, you know, a lot of you know, probably stuff that's come out of China and stuff that I had no, no name, but I, so I asked another, I said, what are people spending for equipment? And the, um, the answer I got was a uh, 2000 to 3000 reals, um, or SAR. Now let me do that to us dollars. That's, uh, uh, no, about five, yeah, 2000 SAR, 2000 reals is a 500, 2000 to 3000 reals, which would be 500 to $750 being okay. spent on gear road, sheer SMB seven. So they're spending money on good equipment from that so perspective. Do you have any ideas? Amazon available there? Amazon is imagine. available there. They are there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Matter of fact, uh, the BIPOC founder, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting her name. Starts with a T. I apologize if she's listening. Tangia? Tangia. Her brother and sister actually live in Riyadh. Oh, and, okay. And uh, she, uh, she bought, brought her um, child with her so that she visit the auntie and uncle and we went out to dinner one night. We went to uh, Lebanese food, and it was a fantastic. Best meal of the whole trip. Um, and we were, you know, talking. And matter of fact, I asked about Amazon, and, you know, the, the, the brother was like, oh, yeah, my, my girlfriend's killing me with Amazon purchase. So it is, nothing is, it's the same. <laughs> yeah, right. So to what extent, I don't know. But. Well, it's good that they have access to that, so the they would be able to get, you know, all the equipment they need. To, I, I would think so. But, you know, and again, yes, you're driving down the highway. It's every fast food restaurant, every chain, every major chain that's there is there. So did you get a sense that these production companies that you talked to were working on what would be considered to be kind of more advanced podcasting projects like storytelling, True crime stuff, any fiction stuff? Well, or I are think we still at the beginning stages I, of just I conversational think, shows. I think all of the above, but I think what here's the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. I, I told the audience that I don't edit, <laughs> and why? They probably said we we're all and, just going to edit. And I said, <laughs> and, and basically, they are being sold production, 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 production. Everything has um. to be produced. And I actually thought that that might uh, constrict if everyone thinks they have to pr have a produced product there, it might constrict and slow the market down. So I wanted to make the point, right. you don't have to edit, <laughs> you know, or minimal editing. Um, yeah, I think that's also the perception in Europe and in Canada too, because a lot of, 
I think, you know, maybe I'm biased now and things have changed now, but I definitely got, got the impression that in, in Europe and other places, um, new content creators or new podcasters look at like the public radio, um, as kind of like their competitor, right. That they're trying to compete with. And those are those folks like the CBC and the ABC and the BBC, um, and those production qualities are very high. So, you know, if you want to compete in that market, you probably are going to have this compelled notion that you need to have very high production uh, values. Well, you know, you did think, you get that sense there? I, I get the sense because there's no was no radio there. But radio is existing in the market. They they just happened didn't happen to be at this event, right? right. But I don't. And I don't maybe know. They feel that, threatened by uh, maybe I don't know this whole thing. Right? Uh, but it it is one thing I will say is that the you know there was this high you know high discussion and even the Arabic uh, sessions that were talking about editing and and having good sound design and all that right. stuff you know that is goes along with a high production value mm-hmm. and I couldn't get a well I did find something interesting out. The patio folks told me that their $30 hosting plan includes production. And apparently it is because, well, apparently it's because they're based out of Lebanon. And what I was told was that the wages there are cheaper than in China is why they can offer production Mm. at such a low cost. Mm. And I thought that was curious. So, yeah, that is curious. It is very curious. I'd love to hear what their production capabilities are for that. And I was told, and I was told, and this is something that I'm going to test, that Alphonic doesn't work on Arabic recordings because of something the way the waveform is. That I was like, okay, I heard what you said, but I'm going to verify that myself because there was a, a distinct poo-pooing of Buzzsprout and others media mastering that uses a phonic. Oh, okay. So, and that's a big trend in the medium right now of uh, post-processing. Um, right. They may have a hard time. Pushing that back. <laughs> so Long-term. I will be definitely downloading and running through, running some files through a phonic that are purely Arabic and seeing how that waveform comes out. I, I, I think that was a bit of a whopper to me. That yeah. one was like, okay, I heard what you said, but Hmm. And I know she's listening. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, it was, I, I, I just was a, I'll just say the way it, I, I thought it. I, I think it, Spotify was just, you know, it, they're just arrogant. Their team was nice, but the messaging they come across is, you know, we own it. <laughs> this is ours. This is ours. Yeah. It belongs to yeah. us. 
and it, 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 and we, we we giggled because when we went backstage, I told the Spotify uh, rep, I said, you know, I said, we got an internal pool at my company. How long you guys are going to last with Anchor? He kind of looked at me. I said, my prediction is 10 months. I, I said it to his face. I said, 10 months before you roll it into Spotify. And he didn't say anything. <laughs> he didn't react. He didn't giggle. He didn't say nothing. So I think I got pretty. You touched I touched, on a I, I touched right. something there. Right. Um, you know, so I was like, okay, okay. It's all cool. But they are definitely looking at video in a bigger way. He, uh, they seem surprised that there was video podcast on Apple Podcasts and other places through RSS feeds. They were surprised by that. Yeah, there was. A, it seems to be like there was a huh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that for twelve years. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Don't exactly have a lot of historical knowledge, do you? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, and I was also making that trying to, to make that point when I was talking to people too, but. I don't know. I don't know if the video piece is. I only heard a few people were talking about live. Again, we're we're it's it's an you know magic of the sound, you know, or or you know. Well, I know. I think a lot of people are making a big deal about video now, and I just don't think it's as big as people perceive it to be. Um, I mean, I mean, it was what maybe twenty five percent of the market when the medium started mm-hmm. uh, with. You know, like we do with this show, there's a video podcast feed that has a downloadable episode in it. So we have to be clear what we're talking about here. But, um, you know, even though those will say, you know, you know, we shouldn't parse this conversation based on technology when it comes to referring to a podcast, right? The listener is in control, right? It can be whatever it is and we'll call it a podcast. Well, that's not my point. My point is there's different types of podcast distribution. Yep. And, and, you know, just uploading directly to, to YouTube is, is one type of distribution for a video podcast, but it's not the only. Um, so right. Anita says in chat, this is Anita Soye. Yep. And, um, she's over in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. She says, does it happen because Spotify was there first or some brought it there first? No, Spotify has boots on the ground. In Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Spot, uh, well, they are in Dubai, but they have boots on the ground in the Middle East. And so does, oh, and, and so does Angami. Well, yeah. Well, they're based there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're based in, they're Dubai, based in, yeah. And, and of course, Patio, uh, based in uh, Beirut. Beirut or Lebanon. Lebanon. Okay. Yeah. So I, I get maybe Beirut. It's in Lebanon someplace. So well, there's a bunch of um, kind of audio audio enhancement companies that are in um, transcription companies out of Tel Aviv as well. So there's, there's a bunch of um, audio tech kind of companies going on. I mean, there's quite a bit of activity in that part of the world already that's been going on for a long time. I know I talk to folks regularly um, from, from Tel Aviv um, that are working on high tech project. It's almost like it's a startup um, area of the world. Right. right. There's a lot of smart people there that are building technology products. Um, yeah. So I, and I, I'm I, not surprised that this whole thing is happening. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm surprised that that Saudi Arabia is opening up like this. Uh, well, it certainly doesn't have a history of, of behaving like this. Rob, it was 110% completely off my radar. I would have not known 
Right. Why is it happening is also my next well, question. Well, the why is because, well, KSA has had to, re- he has had to make changes. Mm-hmm. Because be- of the younger demographic? Because of the younger demographic. Absolutely. Unequivocally. 2,222 sats from Mike Dell. More ducks for the collection. Thank you, Mike. The audio didn't come through. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I, it, it, it was an interesting, I want to go back. Um, did they talk about, um, next year event? I'm, I would, I would, well, we'll see because the next, this is a four tier system. The next event they're going to have is on video. So it's going to be focused on YouTube and TikTok, and and so that's going to happen sometime January or February, and they're going to be looking for people to come over and talk about that realm. So it's a four-tier deal, and it's a multi-year, and the budget, my Lord. And I think I saw it was like a couple billion dollars or something. Like yeah, that. it's huge. Yeah. It's a huge budget that the the Ministry of Communications or whoever it was to put this on has dedicated because they have a goal of like they they're now number 14 in the world on tourism. Believe it or not, they moved up five places and they want to be number one in the world on tourism. They, that's going to be tough, especially with no alcohol. Um, yeah. Because it's you great go, weather, though, Todd, don't they? You know, this time of year, believe it or not, uh, the days highs were um, 90 and the night times were in the 70s. It was, I mean, it was beautiful in the evenings. It was, I mean, it was, it was lovely. No, obviously no humidity. Um, So, you know, this is the time of year to visit when it's a little cooler because it's Mm -hmm. definitely not 135 in the shade which I've experienced before uh, and it's 24 seven, not just during the daytime, same thing in the nighttime. But one thing's for sure. It's a, you know, I, I was staying up so late trying to keep my body on a somewhat not whack schedule. The, um, I'd look out my hotel room at four o'clock in the morning and the streets were packed full. I mean, traffic jams at four o'clock in the morning, people out cruising. They got a big cruise, their gas is up 50%. They're very pissed off about that. It's up to $2.30 a gallon. It's 50% in the last year. The population is absolutely crying about it because it's doubled their commute cost and stuff like that. Very much a car city. It is, they're putting in mass transit, uh, but I said uh, the way these people love their cars here, good luck getting them out of their vehicles and getting them into the, they have a basically one of those raised overhead transit systems. Beautiful. The amount of construction, the amount of money being spent is, is insane. It's, it's, you just can see it. So, and they, and everyone said it's transformed and really the last five years that the whole, you know, there was no skyscrapers there before. Now there's, you know, starting to see very tall buildings. So do you see the podcasting industry, um, putting efforts into, you know, competing in that market? It's a new market. 
Matter of fact, the folks from Patio says, you guys can catch up with this. We're going on to the next market that's developing. And I kind of laughed, you know, I'm like, okay, who's that? Who's who? If this one's already launched and going, who, where's the next, the next one? one? Is yeah. it Asia somewhere? Right. Yeah, that's the question, you know. And that is, or is it, is it Africa? Uh, who knows? You know, or maybe South Africa, Mid Africa. I mean, so this area kind of covers um, but, North Africa. But I so. think there's, you know, I think there's lots of opportunity there. Um, yeah, because I mean, we both know of events that are being planned in what, what was it in? Uh, in Bali, Nigeria? I think there's one in Bali. Um, well, yeah, that's. Yeah. That's with Sonia. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, as a matter of fact, that's where the Podbean, uh, I think her name's Nor Norma. She's from, she's in Bali. That's where she's working out of there. Mm -hmm. So everyone, I, it was just, it was, and it, well, here's one thing too. Um, it's diversity by default there because it's a diverse and intermixed community there is um i mean does saudi arabia for, have racial diversity really i mean yeah from the standpoint they're, of they're, how how we look at it right uh, i don't think they even consider that it's just diverse i don't okay. think they in, in of course someone's going someone's going to be on the show and call, and call me out on this but uh, it looks to be to be pretty integrated okay and you know, someone that's some that. again. I asked. I'm like, is there prejudice? Is there certain communities that are looked down upon? Oh no, we're one big happy family. Now, someone's probably gonna tell me different, but um, and again, I it, you know, I didn't get a perspective from an event. Where people registered to come to the event. I wasn't in yeah the, the suburbs and right. you know, sitting down and having bread with somebody that. that you know, I am sure there would be lots of other discussions, but laying the politics, I wasn't there to figure out the politics. Right. I was there to figure out what was happening with the creator space. Mm -hmm. But it was very, very, very exciting. And, and I kind of had a little bit of a wow moment. You did? Yeah, I what did. What was that? It was just the it, overall experience? Yeah. It was, it was, it was the wow of. Yeah, we talk about expansion. We're really isolated here. <laughs> yeah. You, mean, you have to have boots on the ground to understand what's really going on. That's the only way you're really going to understand what's going on in the space. We hear about it. Well, that's but, what's been great about what James has done with that Pod News newsletter. But is, even then, it doesn't... He's opened up the, it's, it, at least some level of visibility yeah. into things going on outside of the U S cause he does so much traveling to these markets. Yep. So it's been really helpful. I mean, I've been keeping my eye on the global stuff. I mean, some of the episodes that I did in my old podcast feed, which is still live was talking about the globalization of podcasting back in 2013. I was yep. talking about this stuff and I could see it happening and I figured it was just a matter of time, but cultural changes needed to, yeah. to, you know, happen just like what we've seen now with Saudi Arabia. The I it, mean, ten years ago, we never would have thought no, this was even plausible. Possible, no. And but, actually, some people said that the next market that could potentially open up would be if things change with all the chaos going on in Iraq. 
if there's regime regime change there and the public are allowed to say what they want to say, that could be another explosive market. So Iran, Iraq, Jordan, all those countries, mm-hmm. you know, have populations that could express themselves just yeah. like what's Especially, happening in Saudi Arabia. I mean, excuse me, I meant Iran instead of Iraq. You know, oh, with all yeah, this, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but you know, some of these, you know, it's just like, yeah. And where's Turkey? I don't hear Turkey oh, being talked about I, too much. Yeah, someone was saying something, but I didn't hear too much. And then so, there's there's Russia, and then there's China, but those are those are separate conversations, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can talk now in Russia without getting conscripted and sent to the front line. So I I think you're well. Well, my son lives there, so yeah. I get direct feedback from oh, him. Oh, I'm sure, and, and I I hope, wish he would leave. <laughs> and it's and what's 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 actually going on there is not what we're being told. Oh, of course, it's right. Yeah, it's. There's a big difference <laughs> from what I'm hearing yeah. from him. So anyway, we just spent so, an hour on this Riyadh thing, yeah, but uh, yeah. so I'm sure there. I saw some Facebook posts, and I understand. I I went there with a, you know, I I'm a no bullshit kind of guy. Yeah. So I just you know I I kind of wanted if to you know. You were going, Todd. Of all people, you would you would do <laughs> the uh, the underground investigation before you, you would take a risk like that. Right. Well, you know, I, I watched a hundred YouTube videos before I went and then right. I, you know, and so I used some of the stuff I saw on YouTube as an example to ask people, I said, is this really happening? And yeah. people said, yes. And it, while it's still the minority, it was yes. And it's, you know, you're not getting arrested and thrown in jail for it. So, but it's still the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So that is, you know, one thing people will have to deal with. And, you know, the politics aside, I hope the creators create and create stories that create change. And this younger generation's hungry to, I'm excited for them. I'm really excited for them. I'm, I'm excited to hear the stories that come out that I'll be able to listen to in English. I'm I'm all in. I'll, I'll be I'll be hitting that content up hard because I want to hear this, you know. Because I'm sure some of it's going to be on the edge. And you know, I said internally to my team, and I think this is maybe what all podcast hosts are going to have to think about: is the government wants companies, and I don't know what this means politically, but. The Saudi government has said they want companies that are going to do business in Saudi to establish presence there by 2024. And those that don't before that date or after that date are not going to get as much cooperation with the government. They've set a deadline for international companies to start doing business. Okay, so if I establish a business in KSA, then what? if I have a podcaster that wants to remain private, am I going to be able to allow that podcaster to be private? Those are questions yet to be answered. So I don't, is there going to be content that's produced that will give you that insight, Todd, that's going to be produced in, um, in English. I hope so. I just, uh, you know, I'm a big freedom of speech person. 
I'm big yeah. about privacy. So I want this to thrive. Yeah. So yeah. like again, I I appreciate the trip out and the, the having, you know, again, I just full disclosure, I was the the trip was fully paid for by the event organizer which was a government uh, ministry. So, mm -hmm. you know, full disclosure on that. But again, I saw none of their presence whatsoever, only the agency that organized that. So, yeah. So the government did pay the bill to come out. So I was not constrained or instructed or it was given any type of, you know, guidelines on anything I could or could not say. So I just want to say that up front too. Yeah, that's good. I mean, did you get a sense of any kind of monitoring of your activities no. or anything? No. Okay. No. Well, you, the, I'm sure the internet is monitored there. So you're, <laughs> they have a firewall. You're not, you know, someone asked me, can you get to a porn site? And I'm like, I did not try to go to a porn site. <laughs> so was it you or someone that, 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 that posted that Verizon didn't provide very Verizon sucks. Verizon sucked. But it was T-Mobile was great. T-Mobile, they have a partner with, a, Verizon supposedly does too. I thought it was going to work. Verizon, I could get text. That was it. No data. Right. So get an eSIM if you go there and you're on Verizon. That's the only way you're going to get internet. Yeah, I'm on T-Mobile anyway. So. Yeah, so T-Mobile was fantastic, as usual, on international travel. So anyway, we've talked a long time on this. Rob, how did things go in New York? Well, there's a lot of stuff going on in New York last week. So there was lots of simultaneous events. It's, it's really kind of, it's kind of an odd thing that, um, has happened this year and it, and I'm not sure why it happened that way, but I think there was like four simultaneous events that had some tangential relationship to audio and podcasting that were going on at the same time in the same area of New York. Um, there was the IEB leadership summit and then there was the podcast futures, um, uh, you know, um, kind of event that went on as a tandem to the NEB. And then there was advertising week, um, that was going on simultaneously the whole week as well. So there was a lot of people that went to this event or went to New York and either splintered their time across all these Things because some parts of the podcasting uh, space went to the programmatic IO event, which is another event that was going on talking about programmatic advertising. So there was a faction there. There was a faction at the IEB uh, leadership summit. And then there was also others that were at the NEB and the NEB had panel sessions, you know, Stephen Goldstein had sessions there. And then, uh, and then also at the futures event, which I, I participated in, of all things, I have to say, a Gen X panel or a Gen Z panel. Sorry, not Gen X, but <laughs> a Gen Z panel that I was surrounded by uh, people that had deep knowledge about Generation Z, which is, you know, the age group of about 14, 15 to 25, um, and their impact on podcasting, which I thought was. I did a lot of research before the panel session just to get up to speed with what was going on with those folks. And, and I was, I, you know, what I learned from the session, um, doing the session was, was that that generation, I think there's a lot of hope that that generation is going to really reflect the values of podcasting 
as we look to the future. Um, and they're picking up podcasting like crazy right now. They're having a big influence on it. I mean, I think you're seeing it in the Edison numbers, how important that that, that generation is like the, the 18 to 25 age group, um, is a significant, um, upslope in listenership as well as content creation. Um, and, but the values of that generation are what, what are interesting. So they definitely align with, uh, more authentic values, uh, more true to themselves, more socially connected, um, but very values driven. Um, and, and those are all very compatible things to, I think the early days of what drove podcasting to its appeal. Um, so, so I thought it was an interesting session for especially me to be involved in given, given I'm, I'm definitely uh, a boomer, not, not part of that generation. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm fascinated by it. And I, I certainly want to learn more about what they're bringing to podcasting. No question. So did you get outside the booth to see much else? Yeah. I mean, not a huge amount. I think, uh, there wasn't a lot of, uh, podcasting companies at, um, at the NEB. Um, there was Podbean, um, Lipson was there. That's the booth I was manning. And then, um, there was just the mix of, um, you know, audio equipment companies and things like that, that were there, you know, sure. Audio Technica. How, how is your traffic? Um, well, I took the train down every, every day. So I, I went back and forth from home down there. So I didn't stay down. Now, how was the booth traffic? Oh, oh, well, the booth traffic, it was actually pretty good. I think they had, um, I think they said that they, they had probably close to 9,000 people at the event, um, which is, pretty close to the peak, uh, prior to the pandemic. I, I think that event peaked, uh, back in 2018, 2019, probably at about 13,000. Um, so it's a moderately, it's a moderate size event. It's certainly nothing like, uh, Las Vegas NAB. Um, but even Las Vegas NAB, the last one we went to, you know, you were there too. Mm-hmm. It was about half the size. Right. Um, so it looks like this event has kind of made further progress on coming back, um, than even the Las Vegas event. Any rumors on how the other events were attended? Um, based on the, the social posts and just the internal discussions that I've heard that, you know, lots of interesting discussions around programmatic brand safety, brand suitability discussions. I mean, the whole um, augmented reality. I mean, not augmented reality, but the AI technology being, being applied to apply context to transcripts, um, and be able to spit out rankings on, on brand suitability and, uh, whether or not a show is going to be, uh, uncomfortable to an advertiser or, or not, which is oh, it's so a, exhausting. something that we haven't really talked about on this show, but I definitely want to bring some experts on that into the program for us to kind of cover. And just so our listeners um, have an idea of what's going on there, because there's definitely a lot of activity going on in that um, trying to keep brands safe in advertising and podcasting. But, but I also think that there's a lot of utilization of transcripts um, that are expanding in the medium. And I'm not sure that we fully covered that topic either. 
of what are, what is the scope of transcripts when it comes to podcasting? And, you know, obviously beyond the, the ease of access that, you know, like you guys have enabled in your web player and things like that, which enable, um, you know, deep kind of pathways into, you know, chapters and, but applying this concept of, um, context has always been kind of like the Holy grail of, of where this, I always thought this medium was going to go eventually. I mean, this whole keyword based searching stuff was, was always, uh, problematic, um, because of missing the context. Right. Right. So, so I'd say that that was kind of the big thing, you know, just advertising in general continues to ramp up and it's, uh, importance and perception in, in the medium, the professional it just rides along with what we've been talking about on this show for months now around the professionalization of the medium and how big money is more and more looking at that as a key driver. And some other aspects of podcasting are kind of not necessarily getting as much focus as they used to. Hmm. Well, so the, big, what, the, the big money's here. <laughs> I mean, if you agree with that, Todd, or do you think, I mean, I think it is a maturation of the medium that we're seeing happen. Um, I, I, you know, it's obviously the, they got to make money because they got to make these big investments pay off. Well, there's been big investments, right? So the expectations are, are, are there and we're also in a economic struggle right now. I mean, you know, no more you know, free money, right? We're seeing a, a lot of the bigger companies get squeezed right now, but you know, how they're getting squeezed may be more to do with how much they were spending prior. To oh yeah. They're spending $250,000 per episode on, on content right. creation. And these <laughs> guarantees that were put out, yeah. um, there's this expectation at the higher level of the production tree here, um, that, that, you know, even before a show starts, they should get a big chunk of cash from, uh, a platform and oh, yeah. that that expectation has been set in the market. It's like what happens in Hollywood with a TV show, right? Well, you know, they get what they pay for there because guess and what? Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it That's doesn't. That's right. Don't, there's no guaranteed hits. You can't guarantee an hit. No, nope, not at all. So sure. There's advantages by being with a big brand, but, and with a big celebrity, but that doesn't guarantee, as we both know, Todd, that just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean doesn't mean nothing. Squat. Yep. Right. Keep your keep your production costs low. Keep creating content. Keep building audience. Right. It can work out very good. Yeah. If that talent is capable of connecting with people at a level well, that is compatible yeah, with the podcasting the, medium. The key is finding the talent that'll do that. You know, they have a story and they have an idea, then they try to go find talent. Well, you know, come on. Someone well, said to come from the talent. It, it can't be just, I did hear, a, I did hear a gal that told me, she says she loves podcasts out of Gimlet. They're so produced and so tight. And I'm, I was like, but that's a production. That's not a podcast. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> right. I said, it's a podcast, but you know, I said, you know, it's, it's, these are, you know, it's a production. It's a still podcast, but you know, she was kind of taken aback when I said that. Yeah. <laughs> And I said, what is your podcast? Is it going to be highly produced like Gimlet? And, you know, I got, I said, it's going to be very expensive to do that. <laughs> or just a lot of work on your part. Right, right, right. <laughs> so which, are which, you willing 
to invest that much time into it mm-hmm. when you have probably a, a full-time job doing something else. Yeah. Well, I tell you, it's, um, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. That is for sure. Um, but I, I definitely wanted to get the word out on, you know, yeah. cause I, I, I'm leaving tomorrow for another trip and, uh, I just didn't want to go a whole another week without putting a show out. Um, yeah, about this topic. Yeah. yeah. So I know there's a lot of curiosity out there and I've got a bunch, I'll put, putting a video together. I had my GoPro with me and shot a whole bunch of videos. So I'll be putting a bunch of clips together and having something. Oh, that's, that's great. I'm that, excited to see it. Yeah. yeah. So I got to piece it together. It'll be the first time I've probably put together 40 different clips. So it should be fun. Do you know that you said that the sessions were, were live. Do you, do you know where they are recorded? I hope so because I would like some of the, I think some of the, I'd like some example. I'd like to have people have some examples of some of the commentary. Um, oh, what's his name from, uh, uh, oh, Tom Webster's old company, uh, Oh, the Edison Research. Edison books? Research. Gabriel was there, and yeah, he had, he yeah, only I had, had a, a rep on my panel with talking about Gen Z from Edison. Yeah, so. he only had like twenty minutes. And he had to flip through the things real quick, and mm-hmm. um, it, it they didn't give everybody enough time. We only had thirty five minutes. I said, then you have to give us a little more time in these sessions. We don't get any time to dig in. They just you know, give you like the surface piece. We're like you know skimming the top of the taking the cream off the top and not giving you any, you know, anything really Depth. meaty. Depth, right. And, um, but, uh, yeah, death by, a lot of these presenters were presenting American style and I don't think it really connected with these audiences. I think the audiences needed the, you know, needed the motivational, this is what can be done, this, you know, that type of, not here's how the listeners are tracking the United States and, you know, here's the percentage of breakdowns and all this stuff. I, I don't think that was the, if I got three rounds of applause and hardly anybody got nothing, you can tell I, I went the route that I felt people needed to be motivated with more motivation than being pitched. Yeah. More big picture reasons, rationales. And- right. And purpose, I think, is always you helpful. Know, for not, I'm, not I'm a right. big company and I'm going to help you. You know, I'm here. I, I'm the government. I'm, I'm here to help. save you. Yeah. From, I'm going to help yeah, you be yeah, successful. Yeah. We're, we're, we'll get you exposure and da, da, da. You know, like, okay, I've heard, I've heard this song and dance before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it sometimes isn't very, it doesn't come across as very kind of genuine. Well. It's I'll just like pitchy, 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 pitchy. Yeah. Right. I, I'd rather inform and educate than pitch. You know, it's because it's going to be a, it's going to be a independent content creator base. It's, 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 it's our, it's, it's my core. It's your core. It's Did who you get it, a sense of the, of the media ecosystem in Saudi Arabia? Is there like, uh, is there like uh, uh, any independent, uh, media sources? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's the mainstream stuff is pretty controlled, but there was some number given. There was a big number of the number of people listen to podcasts every week already over there. It was a big number. I don't, I can't remember what it was like 65% does, or something. Does the Al Jazeera, um, Al Jazeera is there. Yeah. I'm pretty, there, well, it wasn't okay. in the hotel. 
Oh, it wasn't? No. But BBC World and BBC, and there was there was a, a whole bunch of news channels, but a lot of it was in Arabic, and I didn't I didn't spend yeah, hardly any time watching any TV local. Yeah, because so. the Al Jazeera folks have had they've been doing podcasting probably since yeah. like two thousand nine or so. So so I think they had to back off on it because they signed a a cable TV network deal mm. with Comcast. And Comcast forced them to shut down all of their um, video podcast feeds. Speaking about drawing a loop here, right? They actually had a bunch of video podcast uh, feeds that I had in my Zoom platform when I was working for Microsoft. <laughs> they had to so, be pulled. Yeah, and th they sent me an email saying, "Well, we signed a deal with Comcast to have uh, U.S. distribution on a cable channel, and the." One of the clauses in the contract is they couldn't distribute any of their video content in the U.S. outside of that deal. Wow. So then they had to yank down all the feeds. Well, I, I do have to wrap us up a little early today. I've okay. got a final, another meeting here in about eight minutes. But, um, yeah, just wanted to spend some time and get this out. Glad you had a good time in New York. And I'm sure next week yep. we'll have more to talk about. Sure. Um, we've been hard at work at uh, Blueberry at doing the Apple integration for the, the delegated delivery. Yeah, that's coming. It's been, yeah, been fun uh, doing that and a bunch of other stuff too. So it's going to be good to, to see that deployed widely. Um, it's going to streamline the process. We're getting some people that are now thinking about it. They weren't before. So we'll see mm -hmm. what the takeoff is on that. And the single show thing was a big thing too. Um, being yeah. able to sit up for a single show. Mm -hmm. Has anybody got any comments or commentary or feedback or any of my other participants that were there that would like to share a comment or two, let me know. I do have an idea for a couple of guests going forward, uh, especially with what's going on in Asia. Uh, get some people okay. on here and get some, maybe we can get some of this more international perspective and open our eyeballs here a little bit to what's happening outside of the United States, UK and Canada, you know, and, yeah, and then I'll invite a guest on at some point here in the next couple months talking about this brand safety stuff and um, All right. and how that might impact uh, more broadly podcasting just in general. We'll talk about AI technology. Yeah. All right, everybody. I'm Todd at Blueberry.com, Blueberry without the E's, and at Geek News on Twitter. Okay. And I'm on Twitter as well, at Rob Greenlee, and uh, you can certainly send me an email, Rob dot greenly at gmail.com and that's a great way to reach out to me and i i have robgreenly.com as well all right everybody thanks for being here we'll see you next week on the new media show everyone take care we'll see Thank you, you next time bye-bye okay bye